0: so holly did some research on the strike
1: Strike strikey strike
2: yes
0: jose did you do
2: research on the strike (laughs) i I read an article five minutes before getting on this (laughs) okay so i'm shaking my head no we
1: already knew the answer to that
2: i what do you mean i did five (laughs) minutes of research that's all i needed
1: that's it
0: you can run for president now
1: you know everything
2: i don't know everything i know enough to have a conversation great
1: Hi and welcome back to "It's Going to Get Stupid," your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm Holly. I'm Rick. He's on mute.
2: And I'm Jose. Were you on mute again? <laughs> I'm not on mute. No, I'm not on mute. I just said I'm Jose. Did y'all not? There was know, a maybe? very long pause. There was a very long pause. It was like a half a oh, second. No, delay. no, I was pausing for dramatic effect. Come on now, guys.
0: <laughs> was it dramatic take, like, voice e-
2: lessons or anything? Was it dramatic it was super, if we're, we're dr- all confused? It was very dramatic because y'all got dramatic about it's it. It's
0: causing a lot of drama right now. It's such drama. Yeah,
2: see? Dramatic effect. Done. Oh Put it in gosh. the books. Uh, what? <laughs> good. To, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, I'm so excited to talk about uh, Chet striking. Maybe we should go on strike.
0: I think we have before.
2: Okay. We
1: strike all the time. We're oh, tired right. out. <laughs>
2: Our contracts got renegotiated, so now we're back. That's why we're back. Yep. Our contracts with ourselves.
0: <laughs> Good grief. I'm going to
2: regain control. Where can they email us? Uh, you can reach us if you want to. Please send us your email at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com.
1: You can go to facebook.com slash itsgoingtogetstupid.
0: You can tweet us or X us at IGTGSshow. No.
2: <laughs> it sounded stupid uh, saying that. It's to threat us you can insta thread us at it's going to get stupid
1: (laughs) or you can search it's going to get stupid podcast on YouTube
0: and lastly leave us a voicemail at 281-870-4055 just want to shout out uh, a loyal listener uh, Dominic thank you for your support thank you for your voicemail and your kind words
1: Dominic
2: yeah we love you Dominic Um, also um, you can Snapchat us no I'm just kidding we don't have Snapchat no we do not (laughs) We do not. I, I draw <laughs> the line there. Draw the line. Too many. There's too much social media. It's too many Too many apps, dude. Too many apps. Too many apps. Uh, speaking so, of apps. We're going to talk about... Oh, wait. Speaking of too many apps.
0: Yeah, speaking of apps, like the Rider Strike. I mean, it is Is that me- an app? Well, it's me. Like the whole like AI <laughs> thing. I'm like, pretty sure they have
2: an app for it. There's an app I'm for it. Right
0: like I'm sure like Let's the producers see. just want to be... Or the production companies just want to be like, you know, go up on your iPhone and be like, wrap me a TV show. So,
1: the segue
2: uh, the, terribly. Yeah,
1: we, wow, that was a terrible t- segue. That was, that, was gr- that
2: was great. That was beautiful. That was, speaking of apps, just say and they say anything you want, right? <laughs> That's um, what I do.
1: Speaking of apps, we're going to paint our house.
2: <laughs> speaking so, of apps, uh, I'll have the broccoli bike words. So, there have been a lot of, like, I think the writers have been on strike for like 30 days almost, or yeah. so, no, 72 days. It's been a long time. Yeah. And uh, and then the actors have also gone on strike now um, for uh, like a month or two. Yep. Maybe it's been a while. And so we, we were talking and we decided, you know, just kind of like dis- disseminate some information without opinions and maybe just pep peppers and things. Because I, I think it's actually a very important topic to talk and think about as we consume this media and we enjoy a lot of this media from film, TV. I mean, yeah, film and TV. And I mean, even video games, you know, there's, there's Mm -hmm. writers involved, there's voice actors involved there are regular actors involved and and we all enjoy this. And so they're thinking about the future and that's part of why we're going to talk about why they're striking. And we should be thinking about it too because we're going to be the ones that consume it in the future.
0: And I also think it's very easy to think that this only affects like, entertainment stuff um, but this is like really setting a precedent for how it affects us all um, in the workforce in the future um, so I think it, it's more important just than just like not that, it's more important than just like what movies are being made or how they're being made like it, it really, it sets it's a milestone situation that sets a lot of precedents for how our society works in the future
2: so since Holly has done the most research oh, no. about what the strike is about, I did five minutes of research right before the podcast. So I did I'm pretty research. Well-versed.
1: You said you knew everything. You see that you I said, said that you enough minutes. to have so, a conversation. So,
0: so we're we're, <laughs> we're texting you back and forth, or I'm texting Jose and I'm asking Holly like, what are we going to talk about? We're coming up with topics. Jose throws out throws out a few. I run them by Holly. She's like, okay, let's talk about the strike and like the implications of AI and art. I was like, cool and i told holly i was like holly i'm putting it on you and jose to do research and then i say jose i'm putting it on you and holly to do research and they both gave me a thumbs up
2: jose did and 5 then minutes and holly actually did it <laughs> so i did 5 minutes i read an article um oh, man. but yeah i mean <laughs> so what what did you what did you what what are the big tenets of this thing holly I and mean, I, I think i know them but you probably know them better than i do
1: Well, I mean, the last time that both the writers and actors went on strike at the same time was in 1960. Um, That was uh, the main reason they did that was uh, for residuals in TV, because basically they would film these things like and then they would start showing them on TV, but they wouldn't get like every time they would play, they wouldn't get money. They just got like a here's your check. Thank you for playing. But then we're going to run MASH for decades and you're not going to get any money. So, not that MASH was in 1960, but I'm just saying, like, that was what they were fighting for, that they would get residuals and also uh, anything that they filmed that went to foreign markets, they wanted to get paid for that, too. So the last time that both the writers and actors went on strike was in 1960, and it was a pretty big deal. Since then, there have been many, many strikes, but it's always when there's, like, some small advancement. And it's like... I mean, in the 80s, it was when home video came about, and so they weren't getting any money for how many times a movie got rented or got bought or anything. Um, but the last major negotiation like that they had, they did strike in, well, the last negotiation, the agreement was in 2020, they had this big agreement about pretty much Netflix, Like, whatever was going with the streaming services. But then COVID happened. So pretty much that entire negotiation was moot. It was a moot point because everything changed when everything shut down. So people weren't going to the movies at all. Everything that was going to be released into the theater got switched to streaming. So a lot of the contracts that these actors and writers and directors and whatever had didn't apply. So then... They were trying to like the uh, agreement that was in 2020 uh, expired in June. And so that's when they went into negotiations with this new post-COVID situation. But everything that they were like, okay, now that these years have passed and we need to renegotiate these things. They're like, no, we don't want to talk about that. So, it's not that they're like, "Well, okay, you've given us what you want. We're gonna counter with that. There's no countering. They're just like, "No, we don't we're not gonna do that and so they're just wanting a little more money a little more because all of the residuals that actors would get from uh like reruns, none of that applies with streaming,
0: yeah, and so it's like and in most yes, so. in, in all these cases like it's it's a fight for a livable wage right like and and kind of what's due to the people that were a part of like creating the the ip for the movies and tv shows i
1: mean for an example david Duchovny said that uh he could probably survive off of his uh x-files residuals but he only gets pennies from his streaming residuals yeah pennies so he was like i can't live off of that so it should be i should have an option for this many people downloaded the x files off of whatever it's streaming on but he doesn't see that money somebody sees that money but he doesn't
2: yeah the way it was described in an article that i read uh, <laughs> was that like for streaming for instance they would just come up with a, a an amount you would get afterwards yeah right and it didn't matter if it was a popular show or anything or got licensed anywhere else. It did not matter how long it went on to anything else. You just got paid one and it could flop or, or, or be a, a big hit and you got the same amount. Yeah. And it was, it was nothing, right? Because they don't count. It's not counted like how many times it goes somewhere else. It's just like, hey, it's on the show. You're going to get paid this much afterwards. Cool. Okay, good. And a lot of that negotiations they made back then was – still early on in the streaming game even though there was a lot of steam like i think you know disney plus couple of people couple of streaming services come out but there weren't so many yeah. as there are now and nobody actually knew what it looked like on the other end of this right so technology is moving so quickly that you don't know you don't know what it looks like or how it's going to work out and so it it's right for them to want to renegotiate and say hey like we just want to get paid fairly because we're moving away from syndication model and the the residuals of putting it on afterwards and now it's just in the ether you know on on the cloud forever and i'm not getting anything from it
0: (laughs) but then we also have like the the other part of this is the whole like involvement of like using ai for stuff right like as far as like using um artificial intelligence to scan actors and to reuse them perpetually um the the having the the likeness of an of a character you know past their death um and different things like that and and how the production companies just want to be able to use a lot of these things um without paying duly for it
1: well one of the one of the negotiation points that they brought up to the sag uh union people they said we would like to make it where. We can, any extras, we will scan, do a body scan on them. Uh, We will pay them for the day and then that's it. Then we will own the rights to their image. We could put them in the movie as many times as we want. We can put them in any other movie as many times as we want without compensation, without authorization. So, but I mean, somebody would have to sign off and say, yeah, that's okay. But I mean, if you have a person that just wants to, Like, okay, I don't have any money. If that's all you're going to agree to do, then that's fine. I'll just go ahead and sign the rights to this image. Um, And a lot of people trying to break into the business would do that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it kind of stinks, but um, that's fine. But then they would own your image for whatever use they wanted, and it could be in anything. And so SAG was like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not can you do that? <laughs> but, but the fact that there's thinking like, well, I don't know why we can't do this. Like, yeah. why why can't we just do this? They've even talked about like, well, you know, we'll just have AI write the scripts. like, we'll just have a, we'll just create AI people. And the problem is the technology is not there yet. Like I've read some AI scripts. I've seen some AI images. They're not there yet. However, from last year to this year, it is, uh, yeah night and day difference of how much how much it's improved which means give it a year or two and it will be able to write an entire yeah. script and like create an entire movie just from typing and prompts i mean i think
0: that's a, that's well, a big thing too is like we're no longer in the space of like decades for um marginal advancement we're in the space of like months right. or weeks for marginal advent, advancement yeah and, and the, the more you tweak these uh content models the quicker, the better. It's going to get, and the faster it's going to get.
2: So <clears throat> there's actually a Black Mirror episode. It's the first episode of Black Mirror, um, of the sixth season, and it's specifically about this, and it's actually pretty interesting. So I might spoil a little bit. If you haven't seen it, just kind of give me like you know five minutes, and then come back. um and go watch it. But uh basically, this this lady is just watching, Annette, she's she's like it goes through a scenario at work. She fires somebody. Something happens. And then she goes to watch Netflix with her boyfriend, and there's a show called Joan is Awful. Her name is Joan. The character looks just like her, except it's Selma Hayek playing her as a character. And then it replays the events of the day Nice. that she just had. That's
0: terrifying. Right?
2: Yeah, it's very terrifying. And so she goes on this jerk course. She's like, what the heck? Everybody hates She gets fired from her job because she gave out trade secrets. And it's like, I didn't do anything. I did, just did this. And so basically it boils down to Netflix or, you know, whatever the, I forget it was like something Barry that the name they gave Netflix, Mm -hmm. um, when you signed up as a subscriber to Netflix, you gave them the rights to use your likeness as an AI character because
1: who, really who really reads the terms and agreements who really reads the terms and agreements nobody exactly
2: so you were talking about like you know as a new as an extra you want to be in the the show or the movie it's an exciting time yeah. and are you gonna read everything they put before you the do you read it now you should but you're probably not and then you're just signing it off and that's it you're done you're never getting a movie career because they're gonna you know they got your likeness now and actually so sama Hayek the character she's playing you know the the woman Joan, she actually is it's not her it's all everything is computer generated there is no actors in this show at all everything's ai generated including the script and it just does it as and it's taking things from her phone and like in in uh. cameras and everything's taking all that technology and making it into a show every day about Joan's life
0: <laughs> that's crazy
2: so it's it's a really it's a really interesting concept but it's like it was terrifying actually because it's like and then she went to the lawyer and the lawyer's like no there's no we can do They like, you sign this so they do you y'all do remember,
0: remember probably this is pre COVID, but, um, I guess three or four years ago there was that app that was going around and like everyone was using it to make themselves look older. Like it, it, it aged yes. you like it grayed out your hair and and like kind of manipulated your face. Like when you would upload a picture to like celebrities
2: to, using it, everybody was doing yeah, it.
0: Everybody was using it. Well, in the fine print of the terms and conditions, that company owned your image. Like once you, once you uploaded that image into the app, it became their property. Um, and, and you had no control over what they were doing with it. Like it was a blind license for like them to use it however they want. And I think that was like, that's kind of a precursor to like kind of where we're at now with all the apps we use, all the different pieces of software we use without thinking about like how they're going to, how they're going to affect us in the future. And I think it's interesting, like taking a look at society and like how we're responding to this. Cause I know there's a lot of people who don't give a lot of credence to the writers and actor strike right now, because it's involving entertainment. The, the big, you know, thought behind, like we don't want actors and, and people in entertainment giving us their opinion about anything they're referred to as like, you know, a special class of citizens Um, but this is going to affect all of us. Like, you know, back in, I want to say 10 years ago, there was a new service coming out. You know, I'm a web developer by trade. Um, there's a new service coming out called the grid, right? And it was, it was one of the first services where you could tell it, you could tell this app, like build me a website that talks about my product in this way. Here's some imagery and different things like that. And it would generate a website for you. No having to code, no having to do anything. Part of me thinks this sounds like a great idea because I would never have to code a website again. Um, but the other part of, part of it is terrifying because it's like it's just doing it. And it's it's also removing jobs from those of us who make a living by building websites. Right. Now, that one fizzled out. Right, it never went anywhere because there was not a lot of adoption to it. I think there was still a lot of people who were getting the you know their spidey senses were tingling when you know software was doing stuff for you at that point. But now we're like, who cares? Like I'm just going to upload my picture and make it make me look old, um, and then mm-hmm. you're you're going to end up in some commercial and not know anything about it. And it's also like when um, all the bands would upload their music to MySpace, right, and mm-hmm. Uh, in the terms and conditions, when you would do that, you gave MySpace the right to distribute your songs without any payment um, or without notification. And then MySpace started releasing mix CDs, kind of like now, <laughs> kind of like those. Now that's what I call music volume eight thousand. Um, now that's what
2: I call MySpace,
0: <laughs> basically. And so a lot of bands were, you know, they were just making compilation CDs of songs that did really well on the platform and a lot of bands are freaking out because they're like I never gave permission to this and I'm also not seeing a dime from it well it's in the terms and conditions that they could do whatever they wanted with it and so just imagine being an actor who has to be out there during the day you know it's getting considerably hotter outside you're you're getting paid your day's wages and then the studio's like you know what cool we got everything we need we don't need you anymore
1: well it's just like okay so we have a friend who had a band like, before, and he would, they had a couple albums, he had, uh, his songs were played on some reality shows, like, way back, like, The Hills and Keep You Up with the Kardashians, and there were a couple other things, but his agreement was, um, because if you've ever watched reality TV and they're playing a song, in the bottom left-hand corner, it'll say who the artist is and what the song is. Those people are not getting paid for that. It is a we're going to play your song, you're going to get exposure and then that's it. And so he would get really excited. I'm like, do you really want your song on keeping up with the Kardashians? He's like, no, but a lot of people watch it. So now they've heard my song, maybe they'll buy an album. And so it was, it was one of those things that I I think a lot of people that are not like the Tom Cruises of acting Mm -hmm. that would be like, you know what? Um, It sucks that I'm only getting paid for this day, but it's exposure. I can say I've been in all these movies, even though I didn't get paid for it. So it's one of those things. Like, I think if we start making little compromises, Mm -hmm. people are going to be like, well, we've kind of done this. But because I mean, if you just think about social media now. Like what was like 10 years ago, what, what would have been like completely shocking to people? People are like, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. And so I think it's it's that fine line that just gets crossed every day, like with every technological advance. Like we just cross little lines. That's really not a big deal. But then at the end of the day, you're like, well, we don't need any actors or any writers or any voice people because we can just we could just make it our own yeah. because there's a lot of narrators that do like audiobooks. And they've all all been they've all received contracts of can we own your voice and so we can just pay you for your voice rights and then they can just you read this thing and then once you read it we own every syllable i mean every like sound you could make and then we can just make our own audiobooks yeah and then your voice will be for for eternity and you'll never get paid for it again but it's like if people are desperate enough they'll um, do
0: it very early on in my career i can't tell you how many 500 hundred dollar, 750 fifty dollar websites i built with the promise of like if you do this for us like then we'll throw you more work yeah right right
2: well at at, at the end of the day though too like i mean You know, there's a lot of people will do this, but when the industry changes to that, that's the problem. When the industry changes to this model Mm -hmm. because they see it works, where are you going to go to do work? You know what I mean? What are you, what are you going to do at that point? You're just not going to do anything because every, everybody has the same kind of contract now. Right. And I think you're right. Like people don't, we're thinking about being replaced by AI, which is scary, true, but even more so like think about just having your, your income very limited because you don't get anything extra like you go into work for a month and then you don't have you have to find another job like think about your job right now in that kind of capacity you know right now I have a job and I can do it but you know once they get enough information from me then the computer handles the rest of it does the rewrites whatever maybe I write the script once and before I would get paid for those rewrites I'd get paid for my consulting and all that now nope We don't need you. You wrote it. You wrote the good story. We took it. We bought it from you and you're done.
0: Well, and we saw this when like, um, you know, industrial revolution and um, when the assembly line was invented and brought into it, like that, Mm -hmm. that reduced the workforce by considerable amounts. And I think because that's physical and you could actually see it happening. I think that's where like there's a, there's a disconnect now because it's all digital and it's just like, it's, you know, it's in the cloud like everything else Mm -hmm. and and so like i i I think that people aren't giving this enough attention to really consider like what's what's going to happen in the future when you know a lot of the factory work is going to go away because you know we're already seeing it um factors get shut down all the time there's a lot of things that you know like the stuff that i do eventually will probably go away because um there's software that can do it faster and quicker and with less mistakes. Um, you know, once, yeah. once the content model gets better.
2: Yeah. There's two components of the strike that are very important for our, or just our society in America, at least. Right. And one is definitely, you know, the AI component, like we really need to start really considering what that looks like and yeah. in, in making sure we're advocating for humanity. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's true, right? Like, you're not going to replace humans, right? But but education's going to change, mm-hmm. right? I don't need to teach on these like handwriting. Think about that. They don't teach handwriting anymore in most courses. Why? Because you don't need to write as much. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna make you're gonna you know type or text on a computer. You're like who writes? Really realistically, who writes? You know. So they stopped learning cursive. They they're gonna stop teaching handwriting because what's the point? It's gonna be keyboarding. Um, And so education is going to change because you're not going to need some of these thought producing things anymore because AI is going to write it for you. You know, my job right now, if AI writes all the scripts for me and does everything, like what is my job other than being charming? So then I just sort of thing to say that for me. So
0: charming. There was a thing on Twitter. um, (laughs) There was a thing on Twitter and somebody, I don't know if I shared this with you, Jose, but somebody created a sales like, AI like bot kind of thing and it was very contextual like it would ask you like it would ask you questions in a manner where it was like you kind of felt like you could still tell like it was not a human but it was getting really really close and you could give it like right now like if if I call up a like a technical support hotline and they do like the voice auto the voice recognition thing like i have to be very clear and there's like five words that i can tell it before like i start yelling into the phone (laughs) like i want to speak to a person give me a real person right but this thing like it was made for sales calls um it was like half a second too long of a delay like when it would would when it would respond but it was very contextual to how the person was responding um to the questions it was asking and so it's like the person that tweeted it, it was an exaggeration, but they were like, you know, this is half a second away from being, like, no longer needing a sales staff. Right? Okay,
1: but, um, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have we heard people Call into like some service, something, and they're like, I want to speak to someone in America. It's like, I don't understand you. So it's like they're trying to get around, like, okay, we just need to have, where are you from? We're going to get someone that speaks. That
0: speaks your voice. In in a
1: way that you can understand. And then we're like, I don't want to speak to a robot. I want a person. Well, that person's going to not be in your country. Are you cool with that? No. I mean, it's like, where. where I can't talk to anybody. (laughs) Where do we as humans, like, I mean, we're also the problem. 100%. A lot of these tech, like, technology. Technologies exist because we have a problem, and they have tried to fix it. Yep. And then the people that are trying to fix it also want money. So yeah. you get this thing, and you're like, "Well, you guys are evil for doing this." It's like, "Well, you hated what the options were before yep. with people, uh, so now we're going to take the people out." Yep. And then now you're upset that there's no people. It's right. like, "Well, what do well, you I do?" Did,
2: I did. At the end of the day, technology, what it's for, right, is to make our lives, not be- better is the wrong word, right, but just um, easier. But say, make it easier. It easier, 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 more, more e- efficient, right? Yes. I would say more efficient, right? Technology is to make things more efficient and to reduce manual tasks, labor that we, we shouldn't be doing and really highlight and enhance the things that humans are good at, right? Yeah. But the problem, here goes the problem. Are we actually teaching people? now to think that way and to do that is that what's highlighted in our society or do people think that becoming an ai on tiktok is the thing to make money right Mm -hmm. does the young people growing up are they trying to be you know things that only a human can be right doctors or are are they thinking okay well that's not important anymore i'm going to go do this other thing so as that becomes more important to society we're going to have to replace certain things with AI or computers, something else. Right. Because you don't have enough people to do that anymore.
1: Okay. Um, but it- The problem, the problem with that is if they, I mean, they have proven that having arts taught in school, yeah. like theater and like Visual drawing arts. and like it, it, enhances your brain
0: yeah
1: like it it helps you become more intelligent but they're taking those things away because it's like well you don't actually need to learn how to draw because we have mid-journey you don't need to learn how to act because yeah. we've got ai we got these images we could just mm-hmm. create it's like you don't need to learn how to speak well because we're just going to type in some stuff and it'll correct it and speak for you but it's like i mean i think if we take all of these like extra like creatives creative things away you're going to have a bunch of like you can't just learn how to be a doctor engineer or it's like you have to have the arts or everything like everything will fail
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 you definitely do and i th- but i think the problem is is that we as a society are starting to say that those things are not important because we can we can replace them with something else we're trivializing it yes. we're
0: trivializing yeah. them yeah well and i think that's yeah, what I, th- I are think it's I think it's very important i mean you know
1: people are fighting back on that because they want to make sure that the arts do stay important because i mean i do follow a lot of artists on instagram and like the big thing right now is like um like the ai like don't don't follow don't support don't whatever any ai artists but i've talked to like some kids that are doing art that are doing like mid-journey art and they don't see the problem they don't realize it's like art theft but it's like mid-journey only creates it pulls from like art that it's like mined so it's got all it's got all the art that it was able to put in its database and then like you say i would like i would like a mountainscape with a dragon flying over it and it pulls from all these images like millions of images that it has in its database and it creates something for you and you're like wow i'm a really great artist and then i'm gonna sell it and make money and these people are like well i spent five weeks making that dragon or i spent like a year finding the right colors for this mountain and it's like Someone else just comes in and is like, look what I made. I made something beautiful. And yeah. it's like, no, you did create, you, you stole a bunch of art from a, a bunch of people and then you called it your own. And now, it's like, they're, they're really fighting back on that. But there, there's so many people that yeah. see no problem with it.
0: Now, I think you can use it as a tool for yourself if you're going to feed it your own artwork and then generate ideas based on your existing artwork. Right. I think
1: AI is not the problem it's right. the it's way people. that it's they're, people it's the way that they're using it. Yeah.
2: It's always people. It's well, always people. Because like people.
1: the the movie Elementals, yes. they made a lot of those images through AI but it was like AI that they fed images that their artists created. Yep. So it just made different images based on stuff that they fed it that they created themselves in house. And it's like with that Then you can really use the tool properly, but it's like when you like are creating images from stolen, stolen from other artists that didn't get paid for it or recognized for the art that they created, it's like then, you know, it's, it's not a gray area. It's a black area. Like you are doing a bad thing.
2: Yep. The second part of this strike thing before we end too, because the first one was the AI part, right? The second part is corporations and people right these major big you know this this whole organization that's that's looking after all these motion picture houses and all these production companies against average actors not the big actors we all know but right. people that are just like that's their job living wage they're just making ba- barely making it like some of us right and doing the day to day stuff and they're getting hosed because these companies want to make a big profit yep right and so this this is another part of that that like yeah i get it's entertainment but like it's happening everywhere else too it's just these people are standing up and doing something about it
0: so it's it's um we're watching scrubs right now and one of the one of the actors john c mcginley he's in everything like he's yes. he's in almost every single movie from like the, the late 90s th- yeah. the late 90s early 2000s like he is everywhere if there was like a a side character, like he's in, he's one of the SWAT guys in seven in the helicopter scene towards the end of the movie. (laughs) Um, you know, I think he's in bad boys at some point. Um, but he's always a background character and in scrubs, like he finally got like a really big, you know, part to sink his teeth into. And and so I think of guys like him who I think when scrubs landed, he was probably in his early forties. Um, as an actor but he had been putting in the years of work doing background work right the guy that you know either goes uncredited or he plays you know SWAT, SWAT team member number five um, and and I, I think of actors like him who waited very long to finally get their big break in the industry who this would no longer be an option right like you and same thing with um, Breaking Bad what's his name drawing a blank
1: brian cranston
0: yeah he had a late career coming into it and yeah. I, I i believe he acting was his second career i could be wrong on that but also like he played a lot of small parts and then finally he hits in malcolm in the middle and breaking bad and you know his career takes off from there he doesn't have to do any like i think he just retired because um he was like you know my wife deserves for her husband to to be home um So, you know, good on him and he's had a successful career for it, but you know, it took a long time, a lot of like playing super small parts just to get to that point. And if you remove that from people, if you remove what, regardless of any industry, whether you're an artist, you're a factory worker, you remove or an actor and you remove the ability to learn your craft over years, um, and to make something of yourself, then you're you're only letting the people that have connections that can make it big quickly right like that come out of high school you know playing pro ball or actors who you know had their big break very early on and everyone else is going to be kind of left to the side. Well,
1: I think it's like when the Black Widow movie came out and they just, there was, we're going to hold it for a long time. Yeah. Theaters are still not open. We're going to release it on Disney+. And then when Scarlett Johansson sued because her contract did not factor in streaming, yeah. she, her contract was for, I will get a percentage of the box, box office sales. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, how much money do you need? And it wasn't that Her thing was, if I don't fight this, then the little guy who comes up is not going to be, like, there needs to be a precedence here. And so she did fight, and she won, but she also set a precedence for people coming after her that their contracts didn't reflect what this new age looks like. But then they can go back and say, well, you guys did this for her. It should apply to me, too. But but I, I think it's just the whole, I don't know. It's like things are constantly changing the the movies uh like theaters still haven't fully recovered because yeah. people are now used to staying home like things are going from the theater to digital a lot quicker, quicker yeah. like with because before it was like six months before they released it now it's like two three months it's like yeah i could wait for that but i mean i don't know i just think they they do need to like reevaluate every time a change happens and i know that's unrealistic but it's like come on it's like you're making billions and billions of dollars at least you could compensate your people yeah i mean like i don't know yeah
0: it's a it's a weird situation to be in i think it sets a lot of a lot of stuff up for the future and i hope it gets resolved because we got a lot of terrible uh television and movies during the last writer's strike uh for example um in scrubs in the current season that we're in is when we get the weird like medieval story time episode um (laughs) and that was awful but it it, it came uh, as a transformers too oh yes (laughs) <laughs> but that's yeah. funny because the
1: forget. sag is like they've pulled everybody you're not allowed to promote right like even if you've already filmed it like now that it's releasing yeah. you're not allowed to promote it yeah. you're not allowed to because they're talking about like venice and Cannes and all the film festivals that are coming up the actors are not allowed to go and promote yeah. these movies so they are trying to reevaluate like what do we do if the strike's still going on because the big draw for these things for these festivals is the actors the q a's yeah. that we do and like the visual of them coming up the on their boats and it's like if they're not there what do you do do you just cancel it you pause read it's like yeah. what do you do they
0: have said that you're allowed to review stuff and talk about things in this way as long as you're not like directly involved in the production of it
1: well like Bradley Cooper just he just wrote directed and acted in and produced a movie yeah. well he's allowed to talk about it as a producer but not a writer or an actor yeah. so they said if he does any like talk shows um he can only talk about the producing and the directing of the movie he can't talk about script or anything so they're saying a lot of the talk shows are going to be really they're going to have to get really creative yeah because any act any uh actor they get they can't uh they can't promote or talk about a movie so it's going to be like creative like we're going to come and play games you're going to come and we're going to talk about other stuff but i mean it doesn't just apply to writers and writers and actors like social media people they're pulled too yep. like a lot of them are not allowed to continue to create content right now yeah content creators also fall under the banner
0: Yep. so yeah it's a weird time i hope it gets resolved soon um obviously we're not solving any problems here uh <laughs> what but are you just talking about but just yeah. having a discussion about it um but True. i do hope it gets solved uh quickly and um yeah I don't know. Let us know what you do guys you think. W-
2: yeah, do you want to use AI to write your email? Well, no. you can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com.
1: You can go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid.
0: You can tweet us at IGTGS show.
2: You can threadagram us at it's going to get stupid.
1: Threadogram, my gosh. Um, you can search it's going to get stupid podcast on YouTube.
0: Oh, my gosh, my iPad won't unlock. Or you can call know. us
1: at 281-870-4055. Ooh. It
0: wouldn't unlock. Like,.
1: And we'll have our AI operator talk to you, and she's going to sound like this, and she's going to interrupt you when you try to speak.
0: <laughs> That's the worst. That'd be great. That's literally the worst. When it when it uh, when I'm trying to tell it what it's doing, and it was like I didn't understand you. Did you like, say yes? It. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: No, I said I want to talk to an operator. You said yes. <laughs>
2: Did no, you say that operator. you wanted to talk to an operator? Yes transferring you to another line wait, wait what are you talking about why are you doing any of this stuff we'll
1: transfer you to billing and then the worst is yeah.
2: when you get like five
0: minutes into it and they're like we couldn't understand you please try again later and then it hangs up on I you know, and
2: like, it hangs no! up on you yeah yeah <laughs> why would it ever hang up on you ever that's my thing it should never just hang up on you it really shouldn't
1: they're done even even like the <laughs> voice recordings are like i'm done with this fool
2: yeah <laughs> well Rick and Holly, what were the last things? What is the last thing y'all watched? So
0: we just watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So good. So good. Yeah.
1: So, so, so good. Holly and
0: I both went into it. Like, you know, we wanted to take the kids to see it. Luca really wanted to see it. Ever was kind of.
1: Ever did not want to see it. She was like, I hate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: But. Oh, wow. We all went uh, when it opened and it was a solid film like oh, it was so good it was really funny yeah. it was uh, a lot of the art stuff was done in the same vein as like uh into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse um but it wasn't nearly as dark i also like the fact that they added the spe- with the art style it wasn't just like they made it look comic booky like they made it look like it was drawn by like a child's imagination right in in the in the good ways not just like very like clumsy or anything like that but like the elements that we would draw like in the the liner notes of our uh, notebooks in school and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like it added a lot of those elements to it and it made it it just made it really authentic um i thought for like a child's imagination um but the writing was good the voice acting was great like the kids that played the ninja turtles like they were they were solid
1: Well, and it wasn't like, um, like, Into the Spider-Verse, there were a lot of lulls, even though that movie was also very solid. There were a lot of lulls of, like, where they're trying to figure stuff out or talking about things. I swear, from, like, the moment it started to the moment it ended, it was, like, high action, funny, like, the entire time. There was no lulls of, I mean, they just, like, go, go, go. And it was, it was funny, I I laughed. Yeah. Rick was laughing the whole time, and the kids were laughing more yeah. that Rick was laughing so hard. The music it was funny. The
0: music was done really well. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the the actual soundtrack, but then the musical score was done by Atticus Ross and, and Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, which I immediately downloaded um, <sighs> into my Apple <laughs> music, into my Apple Music as soon as we got home. Uh, but it's just it, it was just done so well, and I I look forward to them expanding the universe and just, I don't know. They took a different approach to it um, than any of the other iterations have. Um, And I I really appreciate it. One of my favorite Easter eggs was um, there's a scene where they're trying to get uh, April O'Neil's scooter back and her Vespa, whatever it is uh, from like a chop shop and one of the turtles gets knocked into a car and the radio starts playing the Vanilla Ice song from Teenage like Mutant Ninja Gun Turtles Ninjas. 2 yes yeah. go ninja go ninja <laughs> it was so yeah. good like it was like none of the kids today would probably recognize there that
1: there are definitely a lot of nods yeah to like the My old kids would. Yeah. yeah
0: but yeah it was great I really enjoyed it Um, highly recommend it it was it was just a solid like animated movie it
1: was good and it wasn't it wasn't just for kids and it wasn't like oh there's a lot of uh, jokes that would go over the kids heads no it was just really funny it was really clever the writing was really clever
2: that's the thing i liked about it because like i mentioned that it was kind of like pixar where you have stuff for adults but it wasn't the same as like they had jokes for adults that the kids wouldn't get Yeah. yeah what i meant was is that the content of everything would appeal to everybody yeah all ages yeah so whether you were a teenager going through that or an adult like see remembering that going through that as well it's the same thing you know what i mean or having a teenager even or being the dad you know splinter in this case yes Um, yeah so it was just it was yeah right it was just a lot of that like a very mature film
0: yeah Um, you know it's the first movie in a long time that i've seen that like really had like a general audience appeal yeah Mm -mm. right like outside of it being animated and about ninja turtles like if you can get past that and go see it like it's just it it wasn't leaning like there's kids movies that lean too hard in the kids direction and then there's certain kids movies who do like too many innuendos that yes that they're just like they feel forced and then there's 3d movies where like the despicable me movies are the worst about this but they were all released (laughs) in 3d and like the minions will always like swing some big object like right in front of the camera or something like for that 3d effect um and so i didn't feel like this movie was really pandering to any particular demographic it was just a solid movie
1: and ever who was not happy about going to this movie does not like ninja turtles she loved it she loved it she said that was really good
2: yeah she genuinely enjoyed it it was good I think having the te- the turtles voiced by actual teenagers yes. Yes. was a stroke of genius. Yes. yes. So I went to uh, I went to like an early preview of the movie, and so they had like a little before the behind you know the stuff you can probably find online, but it was like Seth Rogen talking about it, all the t- the TNT teenagers talking about how they were like riffing and ad libbing yeah. the, they would they would they would do the scenes together, uh, in the voice acting, and they would just like go off script all the time yeah and they would even ask like basically they would they would say something and Seth Rogen and his other you know co-creator would be like hey so what what does that mean is that something kids say like they didn't understand like Riz you know (laughs) like and then they, they had to explain he's like oh yeah, no, that sounds good use that like keep using that yeah. Um. So that, I, I thought that was really good because sometimes you can have a script that tries to throw in the vernacular of teenagers. Yeah. It's way heavy-handed. This was just basically how kids talk. They don't use all of the same slang. They all come from different place. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. really cool. I, I like that about it.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite parts is when um the turtles like they they meet April O'Neill and she's very like she's a little hesitant but she's very much like Okay, I'm going to ask you questions like I'm not going to freak out about what that y'all are talking turtles. Um, but I think it was Leo who asked, like, so, like, are the other humans, like, do you, do they act more like you? Do, do you think they'll be accepting of us? And, like, it, like, builds her dramatic effect. And she's like, yeah, uh, just, like no, no, not at all. <laughs> not a chance.
2: <laughs> yeah, not a chance. I was like, that was great. Yeah. It was stuff like that. It was just really good moments. I also like that they made April a teenager as well. Yes. Because... Yeah. Uh, it's really weird that April is like (laughs) an adult like they're yeah she's an adult hanging with these teenage turtles first off it's turtles but then like then like they're crushing on her and she's kind of like into that I'm like what is going on here these teenagers April what what are you doing yeah how lonely are you um so (laughs) it was good they did they did a really good job on every single thing the the villain actually being pretty good honestly i wish they would have given him a little bit more but of course you have to like the turtles are more important than the villainous yeah. right yeah. so but i still liked it a lot
0: one of the best scenes was uh when april was trying to do the school news uh and she loses it like she <laughs> she just starts vomiting everywhere and like vomiting mm-hmm. so much so like it's like knocking her on the floor and everything yeah. like that was just it was classic it was so good
2: it was great so good. It was great man. Yeah. It was it was it made me laugh a lot. Like yeah. it was just, and the milk it was
1: machine milk machine yeah. 2000.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Mega Milker 2000. Yeah. Mega yeah. Milker 2000. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I knew you'd get milk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it was, good. Oh, it was I, good. I recommend it. Very good, very good.
2: Yeah. Jose, yeah, what was the last thing you watched? So the last movie that I watched was The Meg 2. Oh, oh man. No, why. <laughs> because I was on a friday and all or what did i see i think i saw it friday yeah oh no thursday i saw thursday and i was like oh let's go see opening night for the meg 2. um i saw the meg one now first i really like the meg one i'm a big jaws fan um i like shark movies i like stupid action films sometimes i love jason yeah. statham so yep you know he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty solid uh it the first meg had a, a good mixture of like stupid action just kind of like fast and furious type stuff going on like just goofy things and statham just being hilarious like he was great in the film he's a good um, one-liner itself...
0: guy what's up? he's a good one-liner guy
2: yes he and he didn't take himself too seriously and the movie doesn't take itself seriously at all yeah which is but not not campy you know it just regular not seriously okay and then uh and it had good action scenes and it's fun and there wasn't a lot of like gore or like killing of people in the first one which mm-hmm. is interesting second one totally different um, <laughs> uh, the second one its plot doesn't make i mean it's a little convoluted uh there's a lot of stuff going on it's in the future it's a movie Things about a changed. megalodon
1: of course the plot
0: is complicated. how far in the
2: future is it it's like 10 years in the future okay um i don't know why it's like 10 years in the future because it hasn't been that long since the other movie was made, and they're using the same little girl, but now she's like, I think she's older. I think you have to do it because she was older. You they know? need to age her up. Yeah, like she's already she was already too old to begin with yeah. from the age she was playing then. So anyway, point is, is now like there's some there's some story threads that are going on that don't ever go anywhere and yeah. don't make any like it doesn't it doesn't even it's not even congruent with the original film. So I'm like, what is the point of this? Uh, and then like the action is way too over the top, like mm. too campy too much i still enjoyed the movie a lot but like i had to suspend all belief and not care like you see in the tra- have you seen the trailer for the meg too oh yes. yes yes okay he's on the jet ski and he's like literally doing the tunnel roll and doing all this crazy stuff against three you know 75 foot sharks or whatever the big they are there's three of them okay there's no way this guy survives. I'm sorry. It's just it's stupid. It's the dumbest thing. So there's three, uh, spoiler, spoiler, no who cares, right? There's three sharks and then there's a giant squid, our giant octopus. Uh, yeah, of okay. course there, there is. Of course
1: there is. is.
2: And I'm like, "What is what is going on here?" And like people are just getting killed left and right. And then there's also like prehistoric um like water amphibious creatures that are deadly as well that get on land. So, it's just a lot of stuff going on and it's like it's too, it went to it jumped the shark like fast and furious did it went too far and i was like okay okay i get it you guys are trying to go like over the way over the top um so so i would stick with the meg one and not watch the meg two. i have two questions
0: i have two questions in the trailer yeah. there's a scene where there's some girl on her phone and she like taps on the glass and she's like see this this is meg proof and then she gets eaten by <laughs> A
2: megalodon. Is that a dream sequence or something? Oh, no, that is the actual one that <laughs> oh my gosh. In the movie. So okay, so you guys are never gonna watch a stupid movie, okay? No, we're not. So basically, they're going they're like they're they they're ten years in the future, they're doing dives down to that underneath the thermocline or that stupid thing oh. is down to see all the prehistoric creatures. Okay. Okay. And there's all these megs down there. They know about them. They have a captured meg in captivity oh. in the the dude that's running it is like the brother of the guy that ran the other one. How is the Meg in, in
1: captivity? Like, what is it in?
2: It's, in? it's in a, they have an enclosure for it. Of course they do. Oh my a gosh. Big enclosure. Oh my gosh. And it's dumb. He's in the water with the Meg and he's like got a little clicker and the Meg like turns the last second. See, she loves me. Bubble <sighs> of this. And then she tries to eat him. It's just it, it, like none of it makes any freaking sense. But basically, the person that is underwriting their their research is evil she's the bad guy of course but she seems like she's an, all nice or whatever she's a rich person and they're mining underneath there they're mining something for like cell phones and stuff like this and it's actually it's actually they should probably let them do that because it's probably less dangerous than what they actually do now yeah. to get those materials for cell phones and it doesn't involve children so i think they should just let them do it and who cares right why why does it matter um, but there's a whole mining operation down there that they've never seen before and i'm like guys, come on. How do you not know about this? How does this not know? This is the weirdest thing ever. Um, So then they have to like cover it up and she's trying to kill them. And so they're underwater and Jay, okay. This is, this is how I was like, this is stupid. Okay. So they're in this underwater base after running away from the Megs you know, way down in the trench, whatever with these exosuits. that they have they ran from the Megs. Oh my gosh. And so now they're in an airlock and the the lady that gets eaten that says hey this is meg proof yeah she's she's the traitor so she kind of sabotages a bunch of stuff and they think she's on her she's on the team well now she's like sabotaging them and she's like filling the airlock with water to kill them and uh, kind of okay. silence everything jason statham goes out of the airlock. Remember, they're so far down with all this pressure, yeah. he like has to push out all the air from his body. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> it's so that he doesn't implode. Oh my gosh. All the air even
1: explode. like out of his bloodstream? Yeah, he's got to like, get around.
2: I don't know. It's stupid. <sighs> like he just exhales and like blood comes out of his nose and he's like, see, he did it. Now he's pressurized. And then he, and then he has to oh swim. Gosh. He has to swim to the other airlock with the Meg still around there. And he only has about 60 seconds to do it because he's going to pass out. And he finally makes it and he passes out. And I'm like, and then the bad guy like carries him somewhere else because he shows up and is like going to kill him. But I'm like, why did not you just kill him right away? What? Why do you do this? So it's so stuff like that.
0: I think we have to remember that this man also made a movie. I can't remember if it's crank one or crank two. where oh, gosh. Yeah. He crank hooks one. himself up to a car battery <laughs> to give him more energy. Um,
1: that's totally realistic rick
0: secondly if they don't find some way to make him like some sort of giant human kaiju in the third movie to wrestle the megalodon i don't want it like if you're gonna go like absurd make it completely
2: absurd i don't if they make a third movie out of this i don't know man this is it's not i want i'll watch it i want jason statham
0: (laughs) wrestling a megalodon squid kaiju hybrid, uh, and that's what I want. Why don't uh, they
1: make it where Jake, Jason Statham okay. can control the megalodon? Like <laughs> yeah. they like so the, way he up, so the way that yes. he kills oh, the shark. Yes. the way
2: that he kills the last shark is he grabs a helicopter yeah. propeller. <laughs> I'm telling the whole thing, and that the shark jumps and is about to like to attack him, and he stabs him through the mouth, like and just stands there. Like as if he's Cloud from Final Fantasy VII with this big old propeller, <laughs> like I'm a blade. I'm like, what the heck is Those going on? Those things are like
1: a thousand How's pounds. This... Like, how could he lift it? Uh, yeah, like this
2: thing's like a couple tons. <laughs> well, that I don't. That thing's very heavy, and then the Megalodon on itself has to be several tons. Right? It's like it would crush you under the weight. Like it would slice your hand. I don't know. It's Stupid. So, it's dumb. You know this what else I want?
0: Movie. I'm not even going to talk about this movie anymore. You know what else I want? <laughs> I want. I want them to do the Jason Statham movie verse, and like where they all just fight it out, like every single action star. Like that the one. He, yes, basically yes, yes.
2: I want that. So they should make the they should make the one two. Yeah, but it's Jason <laughs> Statham.
1: Like <laughs> if Jason they do a the, Tomb Raider and Angelina all all really Jolie punches? All this, oh my gosh, that's a
2: Jason great Statham idea. Jason Statham can actually. punch him. Dude, that's a good idea. We're
1: moving on.
0: We're moving on. Yeah, I would I would wa-
2: I would watch that. Um so, so look okay, like here should it is. No. No, 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 no,
0: here it is. Here it is. There's the one with Jet Li and then there's the two with Jason Statham. Um and they all fight it out and then the third movie, the third is Jason Statham
2: versus Jet Li.
1: Oh my gosh, shut up.
2: <laughs> the the two made the two last remaining ones. Exactly uh yeah the one was actually a good movie um anyway, guys this is so why we need to support like
1: the writers in hollywood so rick's not the <laughs> one that they're
2: going to to write movies the meg two got made with writers anyway <laughs> uh teenage mutant Ninja turtles definitely go see it the meg yes. two probably pass wait for it to come on you know channel 20 i don't know fox on a sunday saturday afternoon edited and everything because it doesn't matter Um, but if you have any uh recent movies you watched or you have some opinions about the ones we just talked about email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com
1: go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid
2: tweet us at igtgs show you can hit us up on instagram at it's going to get stupid
1: you can search it's going to get stupid podcast on youtube
2: and leave
0: us a voicemail at 281-870-4055
2: that's all we got. Support. I, I think support for the strike is a good thing. And just, you know, um, just hope that everything gets settled and that yep. we don't have a robot apocalypse in a couple of years. That would be nice. Same. Yeah, It'd we can nice. do that. Would that. Be good. that would be great. But seeing how things have been going recently, we're probably headed to that anyway. Yep. So enjoy. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.